Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God the Father and from the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God, which we will consider today, is our Gospel lesson recorded in the second chapter of Matthew's Gospel, beginning at verse 1. We read as follows in Jesus' name. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child, and when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. These are the words. Heavenly Father, sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, the King, dear fellow redeemed, would you be eager to embark on a trip of over a thousand miles on foot to a place you'd never been before, to be among people you didn't know, observing customs and a culture that was unfamiliar? We Americans love to travel. We like to go to new places and see interesting sights and meet interesting people. But that's asking a lot, isn't it? To make such a journey without the assistance of a travel guide, without confirmed airline or car rental or hotel reservations. Without those things, we'd have to travel on faith that everything is going to work out okay. Here, Matthew describes such a journey. It's the familiar account of the Magi, the wise men who traveled from what may have been modern-day Iran all the way to Bethlehem, just outside of Jerusalem. Let's consider as our theme today, traveling on faith. And we'll note that the wise men traveled 
on faith in God's word and that by faith they persisted on their journey and then by faith they reached their destination. Matthew begins, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. It's believed that the Magi were educated men who served as advisors to kings. They were scientists and philosophers, and their expertise included astronomy, the study of the stars and the planets. By our standards, they had very little to travel on when they set off on the journey, but they had observed the appearance of a special star out on the horizon, and based on that, they began their long journey in its direction. The promise of the coming of the Christ, the Savior, was a promise made primarily to the Old Testament people of Israel. But the wise men were Gentiles, that is, non-Jewish people. Maybe it was while the Jews were held captive in Babylon that the Gentiles became aware and familiar with their religion and the promise of the coming Savior. They have been, may have been aware of the prophecy that is recorded in the book of Numbers in the Old Testament where the prophet Balaam says, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will rise out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. So they knew why the star rising over Judah was important. And based on that knowledge and on their trust, they began their journey looking for its object. As Christians, you and I have no permanent home on earth. The apostle reminds us our citizenship is in heaven. Even if we were to live in the same town, in the same house, all of our lives, we would remain as pilgrims and travelers, just passing through on our way home. But as we travel, we have not only the full record of the Old Testament prophecies about Jesus, but we also have their fulfillment recorded for us in the New Testament. The Christ the Magi saw from a distance we have seen come to earth and live among men. We know the sacrifice the baby of Bethlehem made for us and our sins. Looking backwards, we know how Jesus delivered us and saved us by his perfect life, lived for us in our stead, and by his innocent death on the cross, suffered for each one of us. More, we know from Scripture that he rose again from the dead and that the result of his work here on earth is the forgiveness of all of our sins and the guarantee that we will have eternal life in heaven. It's by the word of God that we know this. It's by the word that we know Christ, for the Holy Spirit works through that word to lead our hearts to trust in him. So we can trust that word because God cannot lie 
God makes no mistakes. So as we travel on faith, our faith is informed and fueled by the word of God. Next, we see that the wise men persisted in that faith. When they saw the star in the east, they didn't stay put and simply speculate about it. They began their long, dangerous, time-consuming journey. When they reached Jerusalem, they probably expected to see the city absorbed in a wild celebration of the new king's birth. Instead, they had to ask, where is he? Their faith had to overcome the ignorance and the indifference that they witnessed among the subjects the Lord had come to save. And they faced the further obstacle of King Herod's reaction to their visit. Matthew says, when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Upon learning that the promised Messiah was foretold to be Born in nearby Bethlehem, he deceitfully enlisted the Magi to go and locate him so that he could worship him. But of course, he intended only to put him to death. We might think that this troubling response would have been enough to distract the Magi from their journey, that they would have seen all of this and decided it's really not worth it. They might have turned around at that point and gone home. Instead, they persisted in their effort to find Christ. Their faith was such that they continued on the journey, undeterred by any hindrance or temptation or danger that might come up. That's the nature of true faith. True faith takes God at his word. Faith has tunnel vision. It's not distracted or deterred by obstacles. Like Jacob who wrestled with God all through the night, faith holds fast, not to what we can see, but what we can't see. So with St. Paul, the faithful say with dogged confidence, I know whom I have believed and am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him for that day. Like the wise men, as we travel, we will face certain obstacles to our faith. Along the way, we encounter many who are indifferent to Christ. And when that happens, it's unsettling, isn't it, to meet those who might casually ignore or reject out of hand the Son of God who came to earth for the rescue of fallen sinners like us. And like Herod of old, some today are hostile to Christ. They are offended by his call to repent of their sins. They're insulted by this message that someone had to die to pay for their sins. Often that hostility towards the Lord spills over onto the Lord's people. Like the Magi, though, let us persist in our faith, keeping our eyes always focused on our Redeemer, who presents himself to us in his saving word. Thirdly, we see that by faith the wise men reached their destination. They found the object of their faith, and they worshipped him. 
So Matthew writes, When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. Think of the joy they felt. Their journey, perhaps one taking up many months, had not been futile. How glad they must have been that their faith had not permitted them to turn around or to give up. Upon reaching the immediate presence of Jesus, they could do what they had come to do. We read, and when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Were the Magi, do you think, surprised or disappointed by what they saw in Bethlehem? They might have been, for the king of the Jews was not living in an opulent palace wrapped in luxury. He was staying in a humble, probably borrowed house. And he wasn't surrounded by a royal entourage or a fierce battalion of personal guards. Just his mother, Mary. Yet looking at this with the eyes of faith, still they saw their heart's desire. They saw the king of glory. They bowed before him in humble worship and presented to him their precious gifts. So by faith, you and I also reach our destination. For in faith, we see Jesus Christ. We see him Now as he comes to us and presents himself to us in his word and in the sacraments, including that of his body and blood which we receive today, seeking him in these means of grace and trusting, we possess the forgiveness of every sin. We have peace with God no matter how difficult our journey through life may be. We have joy, a deep, joy, unaffected by the circumstances around us. We have hope, the certain hope that when we die, we will go and be with Christ and all believers in heaven. Our faith shows itself now in the worship of him who was adored by the Magi. We don't have to follow a star thousands of miles to do that. We can worship as we gather here in our church around his means of grace where he has promised always to be found by us. Where he comes to serve us with gifts that are far greater than any gold, frankincense, or myrrh. That is his pardon won by the punishment he suffered in our place and his life that we now share because he died for us and rose again. Like the wise men, we travel by faith. May the Lord, the Holy Spirit, fortify us for the journey with such trust that we press on despite all roadblocks, knowing that our destination is reached as we worship Jesus here and now and as we look forward to living with him forever in heaven. In his name, amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forevermore. Amen.